Okay, so I'm doing hopefully like three episodes today, second, third, and fourth chapter of Harry Potter. But here is chapter three, the letter from no one. I hope you guys are still staying safe and hope you enjoy. Now, let's get into chapter three, the letter from no one, as I just said. The letters from no one. <clears throat> the escape of the Brazilian boa constrictor had earned Harry his longest ever punishment. By the time he was allowed out of this cupboard again, the summer holidays had started, and Dudley had already broken his new cine, cine camera. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Probably just murdered their world, but I think I said it right. Hopefully I did. Crashed the remote control aeroplane. That's what it says. But it's really an airplane. And first time, and first time on his racing bike, knocked down Old Miss Fig as she crossed Privet Drive on her crusteds, crutches. Harry was glad school was over, but there was no escaping Dudley's gang, who'd visited the house every single day. Piers, Dennis, Mac- Malcolm, and Gordon were all big and stupid, but Dudley. Dudley, wow. Dudley was the biggest and stupidest of the lot. He was the leader. The rest of them were happy to join in Dudley. He was the leader. The rest of them were quite happy. Were all quite happy to join in Dudley's favorite sport, Harry hunting. This is why Harry spent so much time as so much time as possible out of the house. Wandering around and thinking about the end of the holidays, where he could see a teeny ray of hope. When September came, he would be going off to secondary school, and for the first time in his life, he wouldn't be with Dudley. Dudley had a place in Uncle Britton's old school, Smeltings. Piers Polkist was going there, too. Harry, on the other hand, was going to Stonewall High. The local comprehensive, the local comprehensive. Dudley thought this was very funny. They stuff people down, they stuff people's heads down toilets. Okay, guys, I'm sorry. They stuff people's heads down the toilets. First day at Stonewall, he told Harry, "Want to come upstairs and practice?" "No thanks," said Harry. The poor toilets never had anything. As horrible as your head down it, it might be sick. Then he ran, before Dudley could work out what he said. One day in July, Aunt Petunia took Dudley to London to buy his, his smelting uniform, leaving Harry at Miss Fig's. Miss Fig wasn't as bad as usual. It turned out she had broken her leg, tripping over one of her cats, and didn't seem quite as fond of them anymore. She let Harry watch television and gave him a bit of chocolate cake that tasted as though she had had it for several years. That evening, Dudley paraded down the paraded down, paraded around the living room for the family in his brand new uniform. Snatching boys wear maroon tailcoats, orange knickerbocker, orange knickerbockers, and flat straw hats called boaters. They also carry novelty sticks used for hitting each other while the teachers aren't looking. 
This was supposed to be good training for later in life. As he looked at Dudley in his knicker, his new knickerbockers, Uncle Vernon said gruffly that it was the proudest moment of his life. Aunt Petunia burst into tears and that she said, and said she couldn't believe her ickly Duddykins. He he looked so handsome, all grown up. Harry didn't know to trust himself to speak. He thought two of his ribs might already have cracked tra from trying not to laugh. There was a horrible smell in the kitchen next morning when Harry went in for breakfast. It seemed to be coming from a, a large metal tub in the sink. He went to have a look. The tub was full of what looked like dirty rags swimming in gray water. What's this? he asked Aunt Petunia. Her lips tightened as though she did not, if he, as they always did if he dared to ask the question. Your new school uniform, she said. He looked in the bowl again. Oh, he said. I didn't realize it had to be so wet. Don't be stupid, snapped Aunt Petunia. I'm dying some of Dudley's old things grave for you. It'll look just like everyone else's when I'm finished. Harry seriously doubted this, but though it best not to argue, but thought it best not to argue. I'm sorry, guys, I can't do English right now. Harry, okay. He sat down at the table and tried to think about how he was going to look on his first day of Stonewall High. Like he, like he was wearing bits of old elephant skin, probably. Dudley and Uncle Vernon came in, both wrinkled with wrinkled nose because of the smell of Harry from Harry's new uniform. Uncle Vernon opened his newspaper as usual, and Dudley banged his smoking stick, which he carried everywhere on the table. Which he carried everywhere on the table. They heard the click of the letter box. And the flop of the letters on the door marked. Go get the post, Dudley, said Uncle Vernon. Make Harry get it. Get the post, Harry. Make Dudley get it. Poke him with your smelting stick, Dudley. Harry dodged a smelting stick and went to get the post. Three things laid on the do doormat. A postcard from Uncle Vernon's sister's Marge, who is holidaying on the, 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 on, okay, I don't know how, I'm probably going to butcher this name. Isles of White, a brown Isles of white. I think it's what it is. A brown envelope that looked like a bill and a letter for Harry. Harry picked it up and stared at it. He, his heart was twanging like a giant elastic band. No one ever in his whole life had written to him. Who would? He had no friends, no other relatives. He didn't belong to belong to the library, so he'd never get ever got, even gotten rude notes asking for books rack. Yet, here it was, a letter, addressed so plainly there could be no mistake. Mr. H. Potter, the cupboard under the stairs, four Privet Drive, Little Winging, Surrey. The envelope was thick and heavy, made of yellowish parchment, and the address was written in emerald green ink. There was no stamp. Turning the envelope over, over he, tr his hand trembling, Harry saw a purple wax seal bearing a coat of arms, a lion, an eagle, a badger, and a snake surrounding a, the large letter H. Hurry up, boy! Shouted Uncle Vernon in the kitchen. What are you doing? Checking for letter bombs? He took it as his own joke. Bad joke.
Harry went back to the kitchen and saw still sitting, staring at his letter. He handed Uncle Fern and the bill and the postcard, sat down, and slowly began to open the envelope. Uncle Vernon ripped over the bill, snorted in disgust, and flipped over the, po the postcard. Marge is ill, he informed Aunt Patina. Ate a funny whelk. Dad! said Dudley suddenly. Dad, Harry's got something! Harry on the point of unfolding his letter, which was written on the same heavy parchment as the envelope, when it was jerked sharply out of his hand by Aunt Uncle Vernon. That's mine, said Harry, trying to snatch it back. Who'd be writing you, sneered Uncle Vernon, shaking the letter open with one hand and glancing at it. His, went, his face went from red to green faster than a set of traffic lights, and it didn't stop there. Within seconds, it was grayish-white of old porridge. Petunia, he gasped. Dudley tried to grab the letter to read it, but Uncle Vernon held it. It high out of his reach. Amateur took it cautiously and read it the first one. For a moment it looked like she might as she might have she might faint. She checked she clutched her throat and made a choking noise. Vernon Oh my goodness Vernon They stared at each other, seeming to have forgotten that Harry and Dudley were still in the room. Dudley wasn't used to being ignored. He had a Father, a sharp tap on the head with a small thing there. I want to read that letter, he said loudly. I want to read it, said Harry fiercely, as it's mine. Get out, both of you, said, croaked Uncle Vernon, stuffing the letter back inside its envelope. Harry didn't move. I want my letter, he shouted. Let me see it, de demanded Dudley. Out, roared Uncle Vernon, and he took both Harry and... Dudley bided their scuffs on their neck and threw them into the hall, slamming the kitchen door behind them. Harry and, uh, Harry and Dudley promptly had a furiously but silent fight over who would be listening through the keyboard hole. Dudley won, so Harry, his glasses dangling from one ear, lay flat on his stomach to listen at the crack between the door and the between the between door and floor. Oh, I don't know. Vernon. Aunt Petunia had say, saying in a quivered voice, Look at the address. How could I possibly know where he sleeps? You don't sleep though. Watching the house, watching, spying, might be following us, muttered Uncle Vernon wildly. But what should we do, Vernon? Should we ride back, tell him that we don't want... Harry could see Uncle Vernon's silently back shoes pacing up and down the kitchen. No, he said finally. No, we'll ignore it. If they don't answer, uh, yeah. If they don't get an answer, yes. That's best. We won't do anything. But I'm not having one in the house, Petunia. Didn't we swear when we took him out? We put, stamped out that dangerous, dan, dangerous, wow, dangerous nonsense. That evening, when he got back from work, Uncle Vernon did something he had never done. He visited Harry in his cupboard. Where's my letter? said Harry. The moment Uncle Vernon squeezed through the door, who is writing me? No, it was addressed to you by mistake, Uncle Vernon said shortly. I burned it. It was not a mistake, said Harry angrily. It had my cupboard on it. Silence, yelled Uncle Vernon, as a couple of spiders fell from the ceiling. He took a few deep breaths and then forced himself into a smile, which looked quite painful. 
er, yes, Harry, about the cut this cupboard. Your aunt and I have been thinking. You're getting, you're really getting a bit big for it. We think it might be nice if we move into Dudley's second bedroom. Why? Said why? Said Harry. Don't ask questions, snapped his uncle. Take the stuff upstairs now. The Dursley's house had four bedrooms. One for Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia. One for visitors, usually Uncle Vernon's sister, Marge. One where Dudley sleeps. And one where Dudley kept all the toys and things that he couldn't fit into his first bedroom. It only took a Harry one trip upstairs to move everything he owned from the cupboard to this room. He sat down on the bed and stared around. Nearly everything in here was broken. The months-old clock cinema camera was laying on top of a small ball. Working tank Dudley had once driven over the next door's dog. In the corner was Dudley's first ever television set, what he put his foot through, through when his favorite program had been canceled. There was a large bird cage, which had once held a parrot that Dudley had swapped at school for a real air rifle, which was up on the shelf with the end all bent because Dudley had sat on it. Other shelves were full of books. They were the only things in the room that looked as though they'd never been touched. From downstairs came the sound of Dudley bowling to his mother. I don't want him in there! I need that room! Make him get out! Harry slight sighed and stretched out on his bed. Stretch, I'm stretching, I'm sorry. Stretched out on the bed. Yesterday, he had given anything to be back up here. Today, he'd rather be back in his cupboard with the letter than up here without it. Next morning at breakfast, everyone was rather quiet. Dudley was still in shock. He'd scream and whacked his father with his smelting stick, been sick on purpose, kicked his mother and threw his tortoise through the garden greenhouse roof. He still didn't have, and he still didn't have his room back. Harry was thinking about this time yesterday and bitterly wishing he opened his letter in the hall. Aunt Vernon and Aunt Batunia, Uncle, okay. Uncle Vernon and Aunt Batunia kept laying at, looking at each other darkly. When the post arrived, Uncle Vernon, who seemed to be trying to be nice to Harry, made Dudley go get it. They heard him banging things with a smelting stick all the way on. Oh, then he shouted. <gasps> Oops, sorry guys, I just knocked something over. There's another one! Mr. H. Potter, the smallest bedroom for Prove It Drive. With a strangled cry, Uncle Vernon leapt from his chair seat and ran down the hall. Harry ran right behind him. Uncle Vernon had to wrestle dodgily to the ground to get the letter from him, which was made difficult by the fact that Harry had grabbed Uncle Vernon around the neck from behind after a minute of confused fighting, in which everyone got hit a lot by the smelting stick. Uncle Vernon straightened up, gasping for breath, his hand with Harry's letter clutching his hands. Go to your cupboard! I mean, your bedroom! He wheezed at Harry. Deadly, just go! Go! Okay, sorry, I messed it up. Dudley, go! Just go! Harry walked round and round his new bedroom. Someone knew he had moved out of his cupboard, and they seemed to know he hadn't received his first letter. Surely they meant that meant they'd try again, and this time 
he'd be sure he didn't fail. He had a plan. Okay, I'm going to stop it right there for right now. Part 2, coming in a second. This is going to be all for right now. Um, My throat's getting really sore. But part 2 for um, Harry Potter in the uh, um, Sorcerer's Stone chapter 2, the letter from the one, will be coming out tomorrow because my voice is so sore right now. And I keep knocking over things. I'm sorry about that if you hear random clunks in the background. But I will maybe make it today if I can. But I'm thinking I'm only going to do this today. I posted um, almost two episodes of um, Harry Potter today. As you can see, my voice is starting to crack because I'm my voice is really sore from reading. But I hope you guys are still staying safe. And I guess I will see you today or tomorrow. Thank you.